0: Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Andy Taylor and this is my podcast. Now, in today's episode, we're talking boundaries and how to set them, how to build them and how to preserve them and to maintain them. Now, as with physical geographic boundaries, they can change, they can shift over time given the right circumstances and conditions, they can alter. And what that means from a, a from a point of view of, of what we're talking about with personal boundaries is that we can extend them to tolerate more or we can pull them in if you know we've, we've put up with enough and we're being overwhelmed with everything that's going on we can we can shrink our boundaries a little bit just temporarily until we get our, ourselves back on an even keel and that's an important definition that's an important Um, point rather to to make and to understand is the fact that just because you set boundaries it doesn't mean they're set in stone okay you can change them but the only person that can change them is you all right so if somebody comes along and pushes your boundaries doesn't and you know just because they are uh, you know they are particularly important to you in any given way whether they're a relation or a close friend or work colleague or or customer or client, whatever that may be, it doesn't mean to say you have to shift your boundaries to accommodate them. If they're not prepared to abide by your boundaries and to, to operate within your boundaries, then you don't need that. You know, you don't need to push that communication. You don't need to push that relationship. You can, Essentially, cut it off. And I don't mean cut it off permanently and get rid of it. I mean cut it off in the moment and just say, look, sorry, but you are pushing my boundaries right now. So I'm going to go away. I'm going to reflect on what just happened. And then we can have a conversation when we're both calmer, when we're both more relaxed, when we're both in a better place. Now, that is just a, an, an an example of a relationship-style boundary that can be pushed, okay? And this has particular meaning to me because this was actually, this was a topic that was requested by somebody exceptionally dear to me. And uh, it, it's very pertinent for right now. And it, it's it's such an important thing. It's such an important topic to discuss, especially these days, because so many people are finding themselves locked away and shut away with people that, yes, they care about deeply, but have never necessarily had to spend a great deal of time with. You think about the average married couple and my fiance and I joke about this all the time, we're separated by 4,000 miles right now, given COVID-19 and and the flight restrictions, etc. So it's tough for us, but we have the benefit and we have the advantage of personal communication, we have video call, we have video chat, which we're on for hours at a time every day, and we're coping, we're managing. It's not perfect, it's not great, and it's it's not something that either one of us would choose if we had the choice of being together, but it's good for now, given the circumstances. Until I can get on a plane to travel to see her, then, you know, it will do. But anyway, that's a bit of a digression, but this this subject is, um, it was a topic of conversation that we had, and it was about married couples and the fact that the the industry that's going to come out of this whole COVID-19 lockdown booming, we were joking, is the, the divorce lawyers are going to be having queues out the door, potentially, and I know there's a lot of funny shit going around on the internet, and funny mummies and whatever, going around on the internet about that, and But there is an element of truth there because you think about it for for a couple of moments and it's a case of, well, actually, yeah, there's there's truth there because a couple get married. Uh, Let's just say they're a modern modern couple, both have a a full-time job and, you know, they're out of the house for nine, ten hours a day. So they only really spend an hour in the morning, maybe two hours if they're lucky or... You know, maybe even less, depending on the, the various start times that they might have. And then they've got the evenings and then obviously the night, which most of it's going to be asleep, you know. So it's it's reasonable to think that, you know, so many married couples and long-term relationship couples, not necessarily married ones, they're having to spend much so much more time than they're used to in the presence of their partner. And there are examples that I see actually within my, my community and, and people that I know and people that I've speak, spoken to and, and online friends and friends generally that have actually told me they've got issues. And it's turning out that, you know, they're seeing a different side to the people that they are in a, a relationship with purely by having to spend such a, a large amount of time with them. And so anyway we we are in this situation and when, how this relates to boundaries is the fact that confinement with another human being is like the ultimate test of boundaries. When you, when you, ste- when you build and you set up your boundaries And just to give you a quick definition, boundaries are basically a guide for what you're willing to put up with. And there are a number of factors that that, um, affect what boundaries we create and and where we place them. And chief among those is your own value, not your values, but your own value. Okay, how do you feel about yourself? And you know, if you feel that you're you're not worthy of anything great, you're not worthy of anything good in life, then your boundaries are going to be pretty low because you're gonna be in a state of mind, you're gonna be in a place where you expect to be shut on at a regular basis. And that's 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 tragically and, and sadly the case with so many people, unfortunately. And and it's just the fact that we have some people have just this low self-esteem, which enables you know it it basically enables the negative self-talk that they have in their head to run rampant and when that happens setting boundaries is either non-existent and you don't set boundaries at all or they're very flaky they're very they're very low boundaries and barriers they're very weak boundaries and barriers and they can be pushed and flexed and broken through fairly easily actually and as a as a direct result of a low you know low levels of self-esteem and self-worth, that the, the boundary is practically useless. So that being said, it is it is very important that we we start from the right place when we're talking about setting boundaries and preserving and maintaining them. And the, the best place to start is with self-reflection. So become self-reflective actually take a really good look inside first to you know take some time to to really get to know you to get to know who you are and think about what you deserve I mean not from a point of view of if you've done wrong in the past you don't deserve anything good now just think about the person that you are if you're the type of person that always tries to do the right thing that always tries to help out whoever needs it whenever they can, even if it means that they go without in some degree, then you, you're, you've you're, got, you've got real value in the world. You really do have real value in the world. And the only person that's likely not to see that depending on background and experience and, and history is likely to be you. I mean, if you have a, a history and a background which is less than ideal, let's say, or you've had trauma in the past, or you've been um, abused mentally, physically, verbally. However, then your value, your level of self-esteem may well be shot to shit. You you may be thinking that, you know, well clearly I you know I may have may have brought that on myself and and. Therefore, you know, I'm a bad person and I don't deserve anything good. So your boundaries, your level of self-esteem is going to be low if it exists at all. And your barriers and your boundaries, therefore, are going to be very weak. They're going to be very, very weak and very, very flaky uh, for want of a better word. And so it's, it's important to really really get to know you, really get to know your value, your true value. And it goes back to a previous episode where we were looking at the three layers of self and it's time to go digging. It's time to get through all the nail varnish of the outer layer, the, of the, the person we want people to see us as. That's the self we want people to see right through the bullshit layer underneath, which is the layer of, which is the version of us that we are afraid people see our little foibles and quirks and flaws, or perceived flaws, right the way down to the fucking diamond. Because inside every single one of us, there is a diamond. And it's, it, it depends on the individual and the individual characteristics as to whether or not that diamond is a large diamond or a small diamond, okay? Some people can be heartless bastards. Some people can be real assholes. And, you know, assholes tend to not have a very large diamond in their core, as their core self. And it tends to be layered with a very, very thick, impenetrable layer of bullshit. And then the gloss and the glaze over the top is equally thick of the the perception that they're trying to put out into the world to, to show people who they are or who they want them to see. And you tend to find that narcissists are very good at that, that they're, you know there's very little diamond there anymore. There's very, very little diamond there anymore, uh, to the point where it's not worth digging. Um, so you know some people are just layers of bullshit covered by layers of varnish to um, create an illusion of the person that they are to win people over and get people on side. But um, so what we need to do, I mean, it sounds as if I'm going off track, but it actually comes full circle to what we're talking about with boundaries. And that is that we need to go on a digging trip. We need to go on an archeological expedition to uncover your true self because your true self is so, so sparkly. Your true self is so wonderful and wondrous and brilliant. And it shines a great light into the world. And at the moment, and well, at any time, any point in history, we need all the light we can get from people who have really discovered their true selves. And so we need to, we need to go on that, that field trip where we dig, we dig through all of that shit and we polish your diamond up to the point where you shine because that way you can see your value. You can see your intrinsic core value. Not your values, remember, but your core value, who you really are. And then from that place, and really only that place, you can begin to set and establish your boundaries then with regards to what are you prepared to put up with? What, are you, what do you feel that you deserve? with regards to how you, you are treated by other people. And, you know, it, it comes down to, there are, there are 10, 10 really simple things that, that we should be looking at when setting boundaries and, and preserving them. And I'm going to run through all 10 in a moment. But I just want to, to reiterate that when you, when you start any process in personal development, personal growth and transformation, it is so crucial that you start from the right place. So in this instance, and in every instance, really, um, we need to be digging away. We need to be uncovering that beautiful, bright, shiny diamond that you are as your true self. And we need to be showing that and putting that on full display for all the world to see, because you are a beautiful soul. You are a bright, shiny soul and you are shining such a wonderful light in the world. Once you are cleared of all the nail varnish, cleared of all the bullshit, and the diamond is left to shine brightly. Okay, so we need to do that first. That's our first stop is to to dig away and to to shine up that wonderful diamond that you are as your true self. But the 10 things, the 10 ways to build and maintain your boundaries they're, they're, they're very simple they're very very easy to do they're very easy to follow through and the first one is to to just know your limits so basically if you're ever unsure of where you stand it's very difficult to establish effective boundaries so if you don't know where you stand on a particular issue or a particular subject or with a particular person then it's so, so difficult to identify your physical limits, your emotional limits and not only those but your mental and spiritual ones too. Um, one of the ways that you can, you can really uh, fine-tune this is to figure out is to to reach what I call a squeak point. So basically, if you get when you start to think about um, where you stand on particular issues, try and think about things that might stretch that to 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 your boundaries to your because you already have these boundaries, but it's just whether or not you are aware of them that makes them strong or weak or flaky or non-existent. Okay, so they're already technically there in some way, shape or form, because it's like, you know, it's what you're able to tolerate. It's like a horror movie. You watch a horror movie and certain scenes you're fine with, but other things, I know that's too far. Okay, that's a boundary. That's an example of a very basic example of a boundary, but it's a boundary nonetheless. So tune in, you know, really get to know your limits on, on certain key issues and with certain key people in your lives, what behavior of theirs are you prepared to put up with and then try and stretch that. So push it a little bit further, just to see if it gives you an uncomfortable or uneasy feeling or makes you feel stressed at all, because that's beyond your boundaries. Whenever you feel any sense of discomfort or stress in any given situation or circumstance, then you have pushed your boundaries. You are pushing and stretching your boundaries so that you've crossed that line a little bit. So it's important to just pull it back and just let. imagine your boundaries are elastic, okay? So the level of elasticity and flex that you might have depends greatly on how strong that elastic is. So when you Are thinking about your limits both and remember it's physical emotional mental and spiritual it's a good idea to gently stretch it to gently push it a little too far when you think about think about it don't actually physically do it but just when you're thinking about it think about something that might stretch it and then really get in tune and think about how you might feel about that okay and then just gently pull it back to a level where you're not feeling uncomfortable, where you're not feeling stressed. Okay, the second thing is to, to really go with your gut. So really tune into those feelings. So there are, when it comes to our feelings and, and observing how we feel in, in any given circumstance, there are two real red flags to look out for, discomfort and resentment. So when you when you're in a situation, if you start to feel a level of discomfort or resentment about that interaction, that person, that situation, then that's a really good sign that you are approaching or have already violated your boundaries. Okay. So just bear that in mind and really get in tune with how you feel in certain circumstances and when you think about certain people or interactions. Okay. So, cause generally speaking, boundaries are pushed by circumstances and people. Okay, interactions and conversations. So, whenever you feel yourself in that situation where you start to feel those feelings of discomfort and resentment, it's a good idea to really just hone in and ask yourself what's causing that? What is it about it that, you know, that's bothering you? Okay, so. Just, a, just on, on, you know, on the, the topic of resentment, resentment usually stems from being taken advantage of or feeling unappreciated. So that's a really good one to look out for because it's quite common. It is actually quite a common thing when you feel that you've gone above and beyond for somebody that's important to you only to, to have them either completely ignore it or throw it back in your face. It, it comes from, that creates a sense of resentment. And that's not, you know, it's not a it's not wrong of you to feel that, but it is a good sign that if you start feeling that, then something has to change in that, uh, in the boundaries you set with that person, that individual in that situation. The third one is just to be direct, be brutal, be direct and be honest. Maintaining healthy boundaries for some it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily require a clear-cut dialogue, but the way you feel and the way that you communicate needs to be unambiguous. So, when being direct comes into its own is when you are dealing with individuals or situations or people who are from a different background or from a different country who may have a different take on life in the world, right? So consider that, you know. Some people are going to be of the opinion that challenging somebody's boundaries and challenging someone else's opinions is a healthy way to communicate, but you might feel that that is disrespectful and it might make you tense. So, it's it's important to realize and recognize that there are differences culturally, there are differences nationally and, and geographically. Some, you know, some people. really abrupt and really, really brutal and think that, you know, pushing someone else is a great way to communicate. But for me personally, it doesn't go that way. I'm sorry, it doesn't go that way. But yeah, just to bear that one in mind that there can be some, some disparity between how you see things and how the other person sees things. Now, the fourth thing is to, and this is really, really crucial for me. I love this one because it's it's a key to every other strand of personal development that we've talked about and that we will continue to talk about in future. And I'll go on to do in uh, the upcoming new videos and vlogs and, and products and courses that I'm going to be creating in the coming months. And that is to give yourself permission. To say, okay, so one of uh, you know a couple of the really big pitfalls when it comes to boundaries and the strength of those boundaries is when we fear we feel fear or we're guilty we feel g- guilty about something we've said to someone we we have moments of self doubt and that they're, they're all really huge potential fit pitfalls and you know if we go into an interaction fearing what the other person might say or do and we set our boundaries from that place, we might feel, we might begin to feel guilty about speaking up or saying uh, no to a family member or or other situations such as those. And many, you know, it's easy to believe that we should be able to cope with any situation and say yes to be a good mother, to be a good father, to be a good son, to be a good daughter, even though it drains us even though it you know you might get a, a, a situation where you feel taken advantage of. And I speak from personal experience on this one because you know I felt for so long that I was being hushed from speaking my mind and setting my boundaries. And my dad, you know, my my, my father in my, my youth used to really have, we used to have this really awkward relationship in as much as we barely communicated. Because I would witness, I would see him communicate with my mum in such a way that it used to really frustrate and annoy me and upset me. Because it, for me, it showed a level of disrespect. And I'm a big one on, on respecting other people. So that was a big one for me and it came to a head when you know I was 21 it was actually my 21st birthday and we were just sitting down having a meal and something wasn't quite right so him being the old school man of the house that he was he started yelling at my mum for seemed to me no apparent reason okay so I stood up and I went face to face with him and I told him if he wants to have a go at anybody, have a go at someone his own size that can stand up for themselves. And I got kicked out. So, yeah, that's that's a, a good tip there. I got kicked out. And it festered for so long. And it, it we, we kind of got back to an edgy detente, I suppose you might describe it as. Um, but, yeah, so, and, and, you know, we were like that for so long. But there was always that resentment there. I always carried that resentment and harbored that grudge almost of the fact that, you know, he, he was getting away with it and it really annoyed me. But then, you know, you, you get into a situation like we are in right now and, and obviously I, I we reached that stage. My dad and I really, we get on so much better these days, but we really reached that stage earlier on. And... It's, you, you know, you go through circumstances and situations that make you realize that life's just too fucking short, right? So be direct and voice your opinion, but bear in mind that there may be um, a difference in the way people communicate and a way people see the world. So just hold that one in th- in mind when you, you you enter interactions with people and just... Give yourself permission as well, um, going back to that, that that boundaries are an important part of a healthy relationship. If you don't have good, strong boundaries and neither does the other person, then it's going to be a push me, pull you situation where you're constantly going to be grating on each other because they're gonna be pulling you over your boundaries and then you're gonna pull back and pull them over their boundaries. And it's just not the healthiest of things to be doing, especially in in familial relationships where, you know, we're there for each other. You know, family is always there for each other. That's always been my my frame of reference and my piece of my my way of looking at things. So, yeah, just be, you know, just give yourself permission though to to. to it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to have strong boundaries. Okay, it's not the sign of a. a a bad relationship if you've got strong, firm boundaries. And it's certainly not a sign that you are a a bad, insert title here, uncle, brother, daughter, sister, father, mother, whatever, just because you have a good, strong set of boundaries. Okay, so the next one, number five, I believe. Sorry, you're losing track now. Is is practicing self-awareness. And we talk about awareness an awful lot in the podcast for the simple fact that it is one of the most crucial ingredients. It's one of the the trifecta that I teach and that I share with people all the time, which is awareness, perspective and perception. Okay, so on this instance, we're talking about boundaries. So practicing self-awareness it's all about honing in on your feelings and and honoring them, not just noticing them, but actually listening to them and honoring them. And if you notice that you start to slip and your boundaries start to sag, you need to start considering what's changed. Okay. So what are you doing or what is the other person doing or what is the situation eliciting that's making me resentful or stressed or, or, feeling hurt or feeling uh, taken advantage of, whatever that might be, whatever the feeling might be that you're experiencing, something may have changed that's starting to pull that into focus. So really practice that self-awareness, really be able to take that step back and see yourself in the picture. So see yourself in the situation, don't see the situation from yourself. So change your perspective from an an, an internal one to an external one to see how you fit in okay and then you know another really good question for self-awareness is when you consider all of those things so what's possibly changed or what are they doing or what's the situation what's happening in the situation that's making me feel this way the last question a really good one to really pull it all together at the end when we're we're practicing self-awareness is, what do I have control over? Because one of the most frustrating experiences in the world, it doesn't matter what context you have it in, is trying to change scenes that you have no control over, right? So trying to change what somebody else thinks about you. It's never going to happen. You can only do what you do. They will always think what they think, right? So that's an important one to consider. But that question, what do I have control over here? Is perfect question to be asking yourself when you you you're in the self-awareness zone, to be able to re-establish those boundaries, to be able to re-establish the strength and the tensi- you know, the, the tensile strength and the flex, you know the the tautness of that that rubber band boundary so that it doesn't sway too far either way um yeah and and it's just really really critical it it's it's a really good thing to be able to do is to practice that self awareness and just hone in and go deep with your feelings and understand what it is and ask yourself those questions what's changed what am i doing or what is the other person doing or what is the situation eliciting that's making me feel resentment angry uh, you know anger resentment stress you know sh- shooting my my self belief in the ass, whatever it might be. And then, you know, okay, what am I going to do about this situation? Well, what do I have control over here? Right. And that will, will help you to reconstruct that boundary in a new way to help, uh, guard against that happening again in the future. Number six in our little checklist is going back. So it's considering your your past and your present. Now, this is not to say that you need to dwell on anything negative that happened to you in the past. But it's certainly an important factor because so many of our our boundaries, as I mentioned in the the intro to this, they affect our our self-esteem. Sorry, our, our self-esteem affects our boundaries. It creates our boundaries. So, if you were in a, a less than happy childhood, and your you know you, your self-esteem will take a beating. You know your self-esteem is going to take a serious knock, and that in turn is going to create a really really shoddy set of boundaries, where you will inevitably. Let people walk all over you, in in, you know, if you want to use that terminology, because your boundaries are so flexible, your boundaries are so flaky, there's no strength to them, there's no real feeling in them. Okay, so as we grow and as we develop, and as we we learn to be self aware, being able to look back and realize what it is that, that set those initial really flaky boundaries is a is a good skill to have it's a good thing to do and like i said this is not an invitation to dwell and and get upset and and become resentful on your past and what happened before because you can't do anything about it now um you know as as hard as it may be and you know i i relate to you i've got things in my past which i wish i could change but you know you can't go back and change them but it's a case of if you can at least just take a glance back over your shoulder and see what it may have been that that led to these initial shoddy you know fake flaky shaky boundaries that you're working with currently Then it's a really good thing to be able to do and it'll give you some good information and feedback as to why you you maybe have such a, a, a lax set of boundaries and you essentially allow people to walk all over you because uh, you know, you become entrenched. You, you. It's almost as though, because X, Y, and Z happened to you in your past. You know, you need. You're on the lookout for that in your present and in the future, because it, it's what you consider normal. It's, it was your normal. Okay, so, and, and that in itself will dictate the boundaries that we set. So that we end up seeking out. That which we're used to, um, whether it's from a relationship point of view or a work point of view, you, you're used to a certain thing. You'll seek it out. Your subconscious is always going to seek it out unless you reprogram it. So, like I said, this is not a, an opportunity to to look back and dwell uh, on your past, but certainly just become aware of of why you know why the boundaries you currently have the the really shoddy weak boundaries you might have at the moment are in place Um, and then you come forward, come forward to where you are right now and really look at the the correlation between the two because it will be, it's a good exercise to give you an idea as to how far you've come. So when, you know, if you're feeling low about yourself, if your self-esteem has taken a knock by something that's happened recently and your self-worth and your self-belief has taken a pounding, then the ability to look at your past and then compare it with where you are right now, it can be night and day. So even though you may not feel like you've reached your where you want to be, your, your desired outcome just yet, you'll be able to see the progress that you've made and you'll be able to see that despite all the setbacks and all the obstacles you had to face in your past, you still become this wonderful, amazing human being who probably quite possibly because of what happened to you in your past, you've got this layer of, of bullshit and nail varnish covering up your true true self, your diamond. And it's, it's a good thing to be able to compare, like I say, the past and the present. so So you can see the progress you've made because it will give you a really cool idea as to how you can go forward now. And, you know, so you, you know, you get to think about the type of people you surround yourself with, you know, uh, you know, and whether you've, you've fallen into like a, a, a cyclical process where you're just replacing one person of a certain type with another person of a certain type and so on. And it gives you the opportunity to to, to, to pose questions about, you know, have I really been doing that and what can I do different? So I don't do that again. Um, and it, it's, you know, and you're, you're, you, you may find that the environment that you're in is, is unhealthy. So if you're in a, a place, if, if you're in a place of work that you hate and, you know, you're, you're working your ass off, but everyone else seems to be quitting early. That's gonna fill you with resentment really, really fucking quickly. And you know, or you might be the, the, the other, you might be on the other side of that coin. You might be the one that works the standard eight hour days because you work to live rather than live to work. But everyone else that works there is doing 10, 11, 12 hour days because there is an implicit expectation to go above and beyond. And it can be, the, it can be a real challenge being the only one or, or one of a handful that work there maybe that, that are trying to maintain those healthy boundaries because again, they are boundaries. What you're willing to do, like the hours you're willing to work, that's a boundary, right? The way you, you integrate work and life is a big fucking boundary, okay? So your expectations for how it should be don't always necessarily play out right now uh, without really going deeper and thinking about it a lot, lot more into what actually happens. So you really need to be able to um, tune in to those feelings and to your needs, and this is where we are going to talk about your values just very briefly and your, your beliefs of, of how things should be, right? Because your values and beliefs are going to change as you age, as you get older and as you grow up and you, you become, um, you know, an adult and then a parent and then a grandparent even going further forward. And, you know, I don't know what stage of life you're at right now, but whatever, whatever stage you are at, chances are you were something else before and you will be able to notice quite significant differences between your boundaries when you were a child and your boundaries as you were a teenager and then the boundaries you set as a young adult and then as a parent etc and, and and so it goes on but this is, this is a really good opportunity when you're reflecting on the past and, and analysing the present to tune re- really get to tune into those feelings and your needs. What do you need from life? What do you need to be happy? And the thing is that you don't need anything to be happy, right? Because you are happiness. You are innately happy. That core self of yours that we're uncovering piece by piece, that core self is innately happy, right? So it doesn't matter what the world throws at you. You are coming from a place of happiness, so you're not, your boundaries are not set in order to get you to a place or to a situation or to a desired result that makes you happy, because you are already happy. Okay, so not to dwell on that too much, because there's an entire episode on that uh, in the uh, the catalog. But it's again, it's important to realise that when you come from your core self when you approach this and everything else to do with personal development transformation and self-growth when you come from your core self when you work from that core self platform you are in such a better place and a, a starting off point could not be better than when you are focused on your future but from this this level, even, wonderful, glorious, bright, shiny you. Okay, so just be aware that, that when you, you start to, to think back and you get the chance and you, you look back at your past and present to evaluate what's gone before and what is happening now as, and then compare it to what you want to happen with regards to what boundaries you want to set right now it's all about questions. So it's a case if you look back and ask, were they, were those healthy boundaries, you know, and you look at now and you say, are these healthy boundaries that I have right now? And then you get to analyze and just think forward and and say, well, okay, so what boundaries do I want to set? And that leads us, you know, number seven is, is um, yeah, it's it's a big one for me and so many other people. And, and, it, it, it points to what we've been talking about all along, which is your core, your true self, your core self, that diamond inside you. And when it comes to setting boundaries and establishing them, building them, strengthening them, making them firm yet flexible to a degree, to a healthy degree, I should say, and then maintaining them, self-care is huge. Being able to take care of yourself is a priority. And it ties in with what we what we said earlier in one of the other points about giving yourself permission. And in this case, you need to give yourself permission to put yourself first. And it's like, um, you know, the analogy that I use when I talk about self-care and putting yourself first, I've always used the same analogy, and it makes perfect fucking sense, though, because it's like when you take a, when you, when you take a plane anywhere, when you, when you travel on, on a plane anywhere, the safety briefing, what is it they tell you to do with regards to the oxygen masks? Is to put yours on first, then you can help other people. If you put yourself first when it comes to self-care, then you are in a much better place both physically, mentally, spiritually to be able to help other people so much more effectively and when we do put ourselves first when you do give yourself permission to put yourself first it strengthens the need and motivation to set healthy boundaries right? because you reach a place when you put self-care first and you make it a priority and you actually get to a place where you're happy with you and you you love you and who you are and your diamond your core self then you will want to put up walls you will want to put up those boundaries to protect that and that is totally fine that's what this is all about that's what setting healthy boundaries is all about is putting up the resistance is putting up Something to to maintain and to protect those that you know that wonderful version of you that you've discovered, possibly just recently, by digging away, getting rid of all that bullshit, and finding that diamond within. And it also means that recognizing the importance of your feelings and, and honing them. And the feelings serve as really important clues as to our well-being and about what makes us happy and unhappy. Now the term makes us unhappy and, and happy is a relative term. I mean, I don't usually like using the term makes because it suggests that you know happiness is something that you get from doing something outside of you. But from this context, what it's what it's referring to is happiness comes from within. But it's all about state so it the, your feelings serve as really important cues about your well-being and the state the states that make you happy okay so what do you what state do you need to be in when it comes to your physical health what state do you need to be in when it comes to your mental health and your your you know your ability to relax and unwind that puts you in you know, the most amazing happy state. Putting yourself first will also give you an increased sense of energy. It will, also, it will always give you increased energy. Peace of mind and positive outlook are also side effects of putting yourself first. You get to be more present when you are with other people and be there for them right? So if you are currently experiencing issues with a loved one or a family member or friends, by putting yourself first, you are not being selfish. You're being selfless. Because when you put yourself first, it is the least selfish act you can do. Because by being true to yourself and putting yourself first, you create such a great, wonderful, strong platform from which to engage other people. So from which to, to be in a, a healthy relationship with your wife, with your husband, with your mother, with your father, with your brother, sister, son, daughter, whatever it might be. So putting yourself first is not selfish. It is selfless because it just means that you are taking care of you first you are seeking to become the very best healthiest version of yourself in order to radiate that wonder that joy that happiness through in every interaction that you make number eight is one which some people are going to have difficulty with i know that i did when i first started doing this and practicing these tips was, you seek support. So if you're having a hard time with your boundaries and you're, you're not even sure that you, you have boundaries, you probably find it useful to just take a step back to see yourself in the picture and then reflect on what it is you need. Now, when I say seek support, I don't necessarily mean from an outside source. If you, certainly if you know, if you have a good friend who has always been there for you, then that's a great person to approach. You know, for you it may be you might have a support group that are very supportive or you might know a counsellor or you might have a coach. Either one of those is a great external source of support. But what I'm referring to here is, again, goes back to one of the earlier points about seeking permission. Internal support can be as simple as being in a, a, you know, going through a bit of a tough time and seeking internal support from a point of view of acknowledging that, you know, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to, to not be perfect all the time. It's okay to not feel motivated every day right to become your higher self and it's okay to feel a little shitty from time to time as long as you don't live there and it's a place that you only visit infrequently it's okay because what comes from that when you seek that internal support and that's internal support that it is okay to have a bad day it opens up the other side of that. Because rather than dwelling on the fact that I'm having a bad day, this has screwed up everything I've done up to this point, I was making so much progress, but now look at me, blah, blah, blah. That can be really demeaning, that can be really self-critical and negative. But when you seek that internal support, it is such a wonderful thing when you get it. Because, you know, it's it It's giving yourself permission to have a bad day from time to time. We're all going to, so you might as well have permission to have one. But from a point of view that you recognize that it is okay to have a bad day. but What are you going to do about it now? okay well not what are you going to do about it necessarily but okay you've had a bad day so what are you going to go what are you going to do go, what are you going to do different tomorrow what can you do better tomorrow what can you work on tomorrow that will maybe mitigate today's bad day but at, at, but also holding in in your mind that it is okay now Number nine is to be assertive. Now, I don't mean that from an aggression point of view. So we know that it it may not be enough to just create the boundaries. We actually have to follow through, don't we? I mean, you know, it's kind of a a der moment. We're not mind readers, even though we may be very intellectual people. And often we still have this expectation that others should automatically know what hurts us and what gets to us and what breaches our boundaries, right? But given that 90% of the time or even 99.9% of the time, they're not going to, it's important to be able to communicate with some assertion to other people when they have crossed the boundary. You know, it's 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 um it's max of you know just not being afraid again goes back to giving yourself permission give yourself permission to tell somebody they've hurt you give yourself permission to mention boldly when someone has pushed you too far when somebody has crossed the line and crossed your boundary but the order of this is really quite important because Being able to recognize when the difference between when somebody has crossed a flaky, perhaps now in in this phase of your life, inappropriate boundary compared to one that you build from a healthy, safe, happy place, your, your diamond core self, there is a difference there. So just be aware that you know it's 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 probably an important thing for you to be able to work on setting healthy safe boundaries from a good place from a healthy place from a uh, from your core self from your diamond self where you have been able to be you you know you have been self-aware you are self-aware you're in touch with your feelings you are You have permission from yourself to set these boundaries and to to know that it's okay when you have a bad day. When somebody crosses a healthy boundary, it is okay for you to tell them. It's okay for you to make someone aware that they've pushed you too far, that they've they've breached a boundary of yours. But it, just as a caveat to that, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a critical thing when it comes to other people and, and relationships, especially um, close relationships, that you do so in a respectful way. Let them know what is particularly bothering you about it, about what they've done or what they've said. And that way you get to to be able to work together to address it, to be able to work through it, to be able to maybe help them to become more self-aware, to help them to become more self-aware and to seek their own permission from themselves and work together to be able to address it. Okay? Some people really are... Beyond help though, unfortunately, and, and you'll always get people, and I mentioned briefly narcissists earlier on, they're a key breed that where it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter how respectful you are in, in what you say to them and how you put it across to them, they're never going to care enough to want to change. They're never going to care enough to risk or respect you enough to recognize what you're saying and you know to understand what you're telling them when you tell them they've crossed a line and crossed your boundary so it becomes a point where you just need to just step away just give yourself permission again to just say okay well I've tried to help you I've tried to let you know that you're pushing my buttons you're, you've stepped across a boundary I'm just going to walk away now It's okay to do that. It doesn't make you an evil person. It doesn't make you a bad human being. It just means that you are more focused on self-protection. You're more focused on maintaining those healthy boundaries. You're more focused on being self-aware and your own self-care which, remember, is not selfish. It's selfless because when you step away from a bad situation and a bad person as respectfully and as decently as you can possibly be able to given whatever circumstances you might be in at the time with them it just means that you are making yourself available you're making yourself emotionally available for other people that deserve it okay so just bear that one in mind and the last one number 10 is start small. You don't have to have this entire, you know, 47 million piece set of boundaries ready to go in a small amount of time. Just start small. It's like any skill. Being able to communicate your boundaries with a certain amount of assertiveness takes practice and it takes time. So it's a suggestion to start with a small one first that isn't threatening to you or the other person. Right, so being able to do that, and then increasingly, you know, incrementally increasing what you know the, the boundaries that you, you work with and you work on and you express, is such a is, is so much more healthy than trying to go all out and saying right these are my boundaries and reeling off a list. That you know you'll find that that doesn't work very well at all, if at all. So just smart start small, you know. Just pick up one, you know. Get together with a friend and just say, like, you know, I know I haven't mentioned this before, but you know, I've got, you know, I've got a little bit of a mm, issue with the way that such and such goes down when we're together, and it's you know, it's just it's be it's being assertive but being respectful at the same time. And you're not starting with anything that's going to be a deal breaker or a relationship destroyer. Okay, so just bear that in mind just to take some pressure off you as well that you don't feel overwhelmed with expressing all of your boundaries to everybody at the same time in the same way so no one feels left out or victimized. Okay, so again, it's just such a great, It's just such a great um, sense of of self. It just adds to our sense of self, rather, when we we can construct boundaries that are healthy, that are strong, yet have a little bit of elasticity to them. And more importantly, when we get to preserve them and we know that we are caring for them. Because the thing is, when you focus on self-care, it is also focusing on caring for and preserving your boundaries. Because they're all part of you, your boundaries are always part of who you are and how you see yourself. And it goes right back and we go back full circle to knowing your true self, so being able to uncover that diamond, to being able to release that shiny sparkly gem that is your true core self. Into the world and let it shine so brightly that people cannot help but stop and take notice and feel better about themselves from being around you. And it all flows together and it all knits together to create this wonderful sense of self, this wonderful sense of knowing you are okay, you're just fine the way you are, you have a healthy sense of self, you have a healthy sense of being, you know you're living your best self and whenever you work on anything in the personal development, the transformation or personal growth space, doesn't matter whether it's you know outcome setting, goal setting, whatever you want to call it, when you do so from your core self, the results are exponential and the impact, the positive impact on your life is also exponential. And setting boundaries is not excluded from this because the boundaries you set will be so much more healthy, sustainable, and stronger. So, and, and with all of these, these little skills, if you like, that I've outlined today, and I know that we've gone on for quite some time about it, but it is important and you know following through with the 10 tips just to recap you name your limits you know you've got to be clear on where they are and what they are tuning into your feelings just knowing what they mean what are they trying to tell you your feelings will always be telling trying to tell you something what is that being direct just making sure other people know Give yourself permission, that's the critical one for my money, that, that is the critical one. There's, there's actually two, um, actually three really key ones for me. If you only take three away from today's session, then give yourself permission to set those boundaries. Give yourself permission to just be the best version of you that you can be. Practice self-awareness, self, you know, practice self-awareness and and self-care is not selfish. It's selfless. It's the most selfless thing you can do. And make self-care a priority. When you, when you give yourself permission to make self-care a priority, you're taking care of yourself first so that you can then do what you do. Be the most amazing version of you, you can possibly imagine your true version of you and then you're in a much better shape to to be able to go out into the world and help others and care for others and to help them through difficult situations so like I said this has gone on for uh, over an hour now so what I'm going to do is I'm going to end it here and I hope this has been useful for you anyone struggling to set boundaries and, and realize their boundaries or have had their boundaries pushed to breaking point. I know it can be difficult. I've been there many times. And I found that all of these little tips, all of this information helped me through that, which is why I put it together um, to hopefully make it digestible for everybody uh, to just follow through fairly easily. And um, I appreciate your time listening to this. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Bye for now.